This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault, and today we are talking about common conditioning mistakes. So, why did I want to bring this one to you guys? Because this is literally the most common question that I get in my DMs ever from athletes. How do I better prepare myself for competition? How do I up my gas tank? How do I improve my conditioning? How do I build my cardio? My cardio is fading. What do I do? So many different variations of that same question. But today I'm here to answer the common, most common mistakes that I see with conditioning that can help you when you are building out your programs or when you are doing your training. So number one that we are going to talk about here is that when you're doing your conditioning, you go for too long. Now, when I say you go for too long, what I mean is so many athletes get so focused on their conditioning being the hardest possible thing ever that they lose focus on what the conditioning is actually there to do because conditioning is there to prepare you for the physical demands of your sport. That's it. That's why you're doing it. So if you're fighting for 15 minutes and all of your conditioning sessions are two hours long, the place that a lot of athletes brains go is, well, the longer I work, then the easier that 15 minute fight is going to be. But what you don't realize is with how the body works and how the energy systems work within the body, which we're going to talk about a little later, you're not better preparing for yourself for the competition you have by just doing way more duration than the competition you have. Because you need to prepare for the physical demands of the sport. And if you're not preparing for the physical demands of the sport, if you're not preparing for what you actually need to do while you are competing, the preparation you're doing is not effective, even if it's really, really, really hard. So instead of thinking, how many hours can I go for? How long can I make this session? Or how hard can I make this session? The way to shift that in your mind and the way to start getting more out of your conditioning training is think about how do I best prepare for what I need to do. So as an example, if you're a fighter, the pace of your fight is going to be explosive, explosive, explosive for the duration of 15 minutes. You're never going to be at one slow, steady pace for that whole duration. Now, don't get me wrong. This doesn't mean that steady state work is a bad thing to do. It has its place. But if every one of your conditioning sessions is a 10-kilometer run or every one of your conditioning sessions is a brutal two-hour-long circuit, you're training yourself to move very slowly for a longer duration of time. That's the physical demand that you are training yourself to be able to do more effectively. And your ability to go slow for an hour does not reflect your ability to be fast and explosive for 15 minutes. It doesn't. So that should not be the majority of the conditioning that you do. Now, should you never do a conditioning session that lasts longer than the competition? That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is the number one mistake I see is people are going for way too long. They're not taking into account what you actually need from the sport. What all that they're looking at is how hard can I go? Because if I can go harder or I can go longer, that means I'll be better prepared, which just is not how the body works. Now, number two, you're overlooking the energy systems. 
So overlooking the energy systems, this is where you're going to get into a little bit of science. I'm not going to go far above into the science because I don't really feel like that's the place to do that on the podcast. So basically, the body has three energy systems. You have your aerobic system, which is longer duration, lower intensity. And this is where most of your energy is created. Now, now you have your anaerobic lactic system. So basically, this energy system functions without oxygen. And this energy system is the primary mover of the body, if you will, for about 15 to 60 seconds. Now, there's other research saying, you know, a little bit more, a little bit less than that. But basically, the goal of the anaerobic lactic system is to be the bridge between the aerobic system and the other one I'm about to talk about, the anaerobic alactic system. Now the anaerobic alactic system is basically training your ability to be at 100% intensity and that lasts about 10 to 12 seconds, maybe 10 to 15. There's again different research stating different amounts but basically that anaerobic alactic system lasts for very 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 short periods of time. Now why is this important? Because like I said one of the first things that we talked about was people are going for too long when they do their conditioning. And the like the main thing behind that is you're not effectively training those anaerobic energy systems. If all you're doing is those long 10K runs or those brutal two-hour circuits like I talked about, then you're not effectively hitting your anaerobic systems. Now, people think like, oh, but I, I do plyos and stuff too, or like, oh, after my run, I go for sprints. And the problem with, you know, doing a bunch of sprints after you run is you've depleted all your anaerobic energy and you are now like your fatigue level, you've brought yourself down, your fatigue level is lower. And now you're trying to be as explosive as you can when you don't have that explosive anaerobic energy left. So even though you're being explosive, you're not getting the same anaerobic effect because you're doing it right after a hard aerobic effort. Does that make sense? So even though people think, well, I do sprints. It's like if you do sprints within your long jog, you're not getting the anaerobic effect that we want to get with the sprints. You're just adding a little bit more on top of the aerobic effect that you've been working on. So basically, you need to separate these and you need to plan these through the time that you're competing. And so basically, a basic breakdown of how to do that. And again, guys, it's a podcast. I'm not trying to break down every little tiny detail of how every piece of it works just because we'd be here for like 47 hours and I've got other things to do during my day. But on that note, if you're listening to this and you have questions about the energy systems, you have questions about you know how they work, how to plan them, et cetera, make sure to follow me on social media, shoot me a message over there, and we can talk about it a little more. Shameless plug. But basically what you want to focus on when you are in your off-season is you want to focus on your aerobic conditioning. And this does not mean how long can I go and how hard can I go. What this should be focused around is efforts anywhere from 60 seconds to, you know, 20-minute maybe steady-state efforts, and then focused on pace. So you can do an aerobic session where you're working for 60 to 90 seconds at a time and doing five to six intervals, and that's still aerobic in nature because you're working for 60 to 90 seconds, which is out of that anaerobic range. Does that make sense? So within those sessions, you're not focused on just how far can I go. You're focused on what kind of pace can I keep at 
steady pace throughout the time that I have. So as an example, one of my favorite ones to do with my athletes is intervals. So we'll go 90 seconds of work, 30 seconds of rest. And that 90 seconds, you're trying to go as fast as you can keep for 90 seconds. And then we drop off for 30 seconds of rest where you're just focused on getting your breath back to repeat that next high, high intensity interval. So this is the primary focus in your off season because this is essentially building the size of your gas tank. So with these sessions, we're not working on how explosive you can be. We're not trying to sprint. We're just trying to build your ability to hold a pace over a longer duration of time. But the important distinction is that with that ability to hold a pace over a longer duration of time, the main focus needs to be keeping a high pace. Because again, your ability to move really slowly for a long, 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 long time is not applicable to what you need in the sport. Your ability to maintain a high pace, high energy level for a shorter duration of time is much more applicable. So that needs to be the main focus within your off seasons. And then when you translate, when you transition, that's the word I was looking for. When you transition into your fight camp, now the focus needs to be more on the anaerobic side where you're doing very, very, very short intervals. That's like 15 to 30 seconds with complete rest. And that's your anaerobic lactic system, that bridge between max effort explosiveness and aerobic work. And then as we reach the final few weeks of the fight, you want to transition into even more anaerobic alactic work, which is literally five to 10 seconds of work. That's it. Followed by a complete rest repeated for eight to 12 rounds. So the ways I like to do that, med ball slams, squat jumps, anything that you can be at absolute 100% intensity. That making sense? If you're here live, drop me a comment. Tell me if that makes sense. If you're listening back to this on the podcast, again, if it doesn't, shoot me a message. We can talk a little more about it. So the reason that I wanted to bring up the energy systems and I wanted to explain that is because the second most common mistake that I see athletes make when it comes to their conditioning is I see athletes overlook the energy systems. They're focused just on how hard can I work, and they're not focused on effectively training those systems within the body to put the best possible athlete back into competition every time. Now, the third thing that I see athletes constantly making this mistake is they're just doing too many conditioning sessions. And I know that's going to sound crazy. What do you mean too many sessions? Like, isn't, you know, the more work, the better, the more work I do, the better I'm going to get, right? Again, that's not how the body works. If you're training as an example for an MMA fight, and if you're not an MMA fighter, but you're a kickboxer, jiu-jitsu athlete, whatever else, make sure that you take that with a grain of salt, but this can be applied to you as well. If you're a pro MMA fighter and you're training for three five-minute rounds, all you need to focus on is being ready for three five-minute rounds not being ready for eight five-minute rounds, not being ready for 10 10-minute rounds. Like you don't need to focus on being able to go for the longest. You need to focus on being able to go for the hardest, the hardest, sorry, for three five-minute rounds. Now, every one of those MMA sessions you're doing, you're pushing a pace, you're working, you're training hard. You are getting some aerobic effect. You are getting some conditioning that's going to help you towards the sport. So yes, you need to be adding to that. You need to be doing more. You need to be pushing yourself beyond just that work that you're doing within the sport, but you don't need to be doing that every single day. If you're adding five hard conditioning sessions on top of five, on top of, you know, 10 hard MMA sessions, 
every single week. Your body and your mind are only built to take so much, so you can burn yourself out. So the key is, again, not focusing on how much somebody else is doing, not focusing on, you know, trying to do the most, not focusing on anything like that, but just focusing on continuing to try to improve where you're at. So as an example, one of my guys right now, John, he's fighting for a his first pro title uh, next Saturday, I believe, if I have that date correct. Um, and he, he came into this fight camp directly off of another fight camp. And the last fight, he didn't get touched. He won the fight in about like two and a half minutes or three minutes maybe and didn't get touched. So we were right back into camp, but he's already in shape. So I don't need to come bring him into this camp and try to drastically improve his conditioning. We need to maintain where he's at and just improve it a little more, right? So we're not trying to hit him with 15 conditioning sessions a week to try to, you know, push him as hard as he's ever been pushed in his life. He's already in shape. He could, he could have fought that fight the next week if he needed to. So instead of overdoing it and end up burning him out, our focus has been recovery, maintaining his conditioning, and just keeping him feeling healthy and strong coming into this next fight. And that's the approach you guys need to take. That's the approach you guys need to understand. It's not about getting the most conditioning sessions in. It's about putting the best possible athlete back into competition. So instead of thinking about how many conditioning sessions or how many hours you can put in during the week, start thinking about how many hours you need and how much recovery you need. And don't get me wrong, as I say that, I understand that there's a lot of athletes that struggle with that mentality of feeling like they're never doing enough. But what I need you to ask yourself is what's going to benefit me more? If you're going to do that, you know, extra long run at the end of the at the end of your training day or you're going to do that you know extra hard weight session or that extra pad session or whatever it is ask yourself what's going to do more for me recovering and allowing my body to heal or going and trying to grind it out and i'm not saying it's one or the other sometimes it's going to be recovery sometimes it's going to be that extra session but the question cannot be how many hours can i fit during my week the question needs to be, how do I put the best possible athlete back into competition? So to summarize that for you all, the three most common conditioning mistakes that I see athletes make, number one is they're going for too long. Their focus is more on how many hours can I go for or how long can I go for before I drop instead of how do I effectively train for the physical demands of the competition that I'm getting into. Number two is they're overlooking the energy systems. They're not effectively hitting each energy system within the body. They're just grind, 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 and hoping that that pays off for them. Number three is they're going too often. You need to remember that your sport has specific time constraints. You are going for a three, five-minute round fight or a three, three-minute round fight or three, 12-minute round, like 12, three-minute rounds. Whatever it actually is that you are competing for, that is what you need to be prepared for, not anything more. So you make sure that you're taking this into consideration. Make sure that you're asking yourself, which of these mistakes you're currently making? Because most athletes, unless you've got a coach that's helping you out with this and truly understands what I just talked about, most athletes are making one of these mistakes. And trust me, I get it. It's hard to manage that on your own. It's hard to figure that stuff out on your own. But ask yourself, which of these mistakes might you be making? 
And then ask yourself what's one step you can start taking to rectify the mistakes you're making to put a better version of you back into competition. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. That is it. That is all. I hope you got some value from this. If you did, I would love to know what it is. Make sure to drop a comment if you're here on the live. Make sure to send me a message on social media if you're listening back to this after. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow all the social media accounts. You know the deal. And my big ask of you guys is that if you did get value, make sure to share this with a friend. Share it with a teammate. Share it with a coach. Share it with someone that you think it's going to help. That's my goal here is to help athletes. And the best way we do that is through word of mouth. So again, I appreciate you. Thank you all for tuning in. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.